What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on our podcast, a holiday chat between our Squawk Box anchors that you'll only get right here. Becky Quick and Joe Kernan reflect on the year that was, 2020. It's a great time to reassess and just remember what's really important in life. And, and that's one thing I think everybody's doing this year. How much of, of the rat race is, is just crazy and stupid. Remembering the day that our lives turned upside down. Choices we made in March from tech troubleshooting to staying calm. People at that time were worried not only about their health, but about their investments. It was very harrowing. I was proud that it, it, we were at least able to stay calm for people who, who in times like that, in, the, in 1987, I can remember holding hands. Financial crisis, you need to hold hands. Plus, their hopes and predictions for the new year. I try to avoid predictions if, if, if you're talking about the future, because <laughs> predictions about the future are much harder. We're halfway finished with vaccinating everyone, and we see the other side of this. I'd, I'd be a little bit worried that a lot of what's happening is already in the market. It's Thursday, December 24th, 2020, Christmas Eve. Squawk Pod begins right after this. The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. It's been a weird year, to say the least. And to reflect on what's past and to think about what's ahead, we got together for a post-show conversation. Just getting recording set up and we're waiting for Joe. Merry Christmas almost. What's that? Merry Christmas almost. Becky Quick and Joe Kernan, before taking a few well-deserved days off over the holiday, joined our Squawk Pod team. Caroline is, I think, on here as well, right, Caroline? We're sorry, right when you said my name, I minimized it and I couldn't find it. And if it's 2020, it's on Zoom. Hey guys, Cam with you. Hey Cam. Hi. Which some of us are still getting used to. Let me text them. Just click on the Zoom link in your calendar. Oh, here he is. Am I on? Hello. It's just audio. I just I don't see anyone. I just see a... You're here. So. Welcome to 2020. You sound pretty you're good, the, Joe. You're, you're in the car. That's good. Yeah, I'm in the car. I have a couple questions. A lot of lowlights this year, but any, any highlights? Maybe we can start with that for, for the year that we, we're ending up. Are you talking about the markets or are you talking about personally? Uh, both. <laughs> I, I, look, I've, I think there's a few silver linings to this on a personal level. I've never spent so much time with my family. Love that. You know, it's a great time to reassess and, and, and just remember what's really important in life. And, and that's one thing I think everybody's doing this year. Um, how much of, of the rat race is, is just crazy and stupid. Um, 
what what do you need to do, what do you not, and how do you kind of shrink down so that you're focusing on the really important people in your life, your your family, your your close friends. How do you do more of that? I think that's great. And obviously, look for the markets. We're actually up on the air, so there's some silver linings that they mm -hmm. see too. Investors see. Well, we uh, we're in it's both of us in a position to be able to survive without changing our lives uh, just in terms of finances and, and our jobs. So we're very fortunate in that respect. But with that said, uh, it, Penelope has said it was perfect for me. And I'm, I'm being a little bit uh, joking, but didn't have to go out with friends, didn't have to have friends over. Like my daughter came home from college uh, and spent so much time with us. My son was there and, and uh, you know, he did most of his learning virtually. So we're all together. I got my eye on everyone. I'm not worried about anyone. And, you know, CBC did a great job at getting us all um, camera ready at home to where it was pretty seamless to the point that we've actually been able to use that when there's a, a, a blizzard. We right. no longer have to book 30 hotel rooms. We can, we're, we're ready made to do it from home. So those are silver linings. For the market, uh, I, I guess it We've said it again and again. It, it uh, the, the time that it would have taken for us to uh, to move to a more digital world was compressed from five years, ten years down to one year. And so, any of the the docu signs or or the zooms or the Amazons or anything like that, uh, obviously that was a silver lining for those companies. But I, I'm, I mean, the market might be higher. There's been a lot of stimulus. I don't know whether that's a silver lining because I don't know how we get out of this, uh, what, the, what we've orchestrated with the Fed and with the national debt. So, but in the meantime, the markets have done uh, extraordinarily well. I don't, but like I said, I don't know if I'd call that a silver lining given that there could be a day of reckoning. Right. Going all along what you two were both saying, I, I think that a big surprise for me was, was how ready technology was to, to support this. You mentioned things like Zoom, um, the speed of Amazon, like the idea that that we can be separate from family and loved ones, but can still communicate through video conferencing in almost like a real experience. I, I never would have seen that coming as something that would be such a regular part of our lives. I, I couldn't believe it. The, d the day we got sent home, you know, maybe it was March 11th or something. We were last Wednesday, yeah, March 11th. And then we came back on, on Monday. I, I forget. We were, on Monday, we were, I, I was in Inglewood Cliffs. I came home that day knowing that we weren't going to be going back into work the next day. And, you know, some of the guys, some of the photographers left a setup on my porch, just left <laughs> a camera and a couple of lights, like little lights. And, you know, my husband, Matt, and I brought them in, tried to set them up in, in a bedroom. And I, I never thought we were going to be able to pull it off. It just, you know, it struck me as such a crazy thing. But, okay, we'll give it a try. We had those pad casters. That's what I was using then, just an iPad. To, to send everything back in, and it, it worked. And, you know, the, you forget about the COVID being on my bingo card, the, the idea that we could still broadcast, and or not broadcast, whatever it is that we do, you know, that, that we could still be getting a cable show out across the country and around the world um, from bedrooms and basements and, you know, cobbled together 
I, I, I just couldn't believe it. And then very quickly, they upgraded us with all of these great things like live view. And, you know, first days, I didn't have a teleprompter. I didn't have a return. So I was just looking into the iPad, talking and hoping that I knew what was going on. I couldn't get the wireless to work. So I didn't really have any iNews to follow along. I, I didn't have any stock quotes. I, I can't believe that we could actually pull it off. And now it's, it's a setup like a, almost a professional setup. It was, it was dicey, and, and, you know, if there's any reason to be grateful or thankful that you're on the air for 20 years, that, that's when it paid off, because it would, I would not have liked to have been a, a, a novice, uh, do we call ourselves broadcasters, I would not have liked to have tried it, because it was hard, but it was also gratifying, because we heard from so many viewers that, you know, in times like that, the, the early days were so horrific and so you know, it's just really jarring, and we provided a, a bridge to normalcy for a lot of people. So it it was it felt good to be able to do it, and you know we never we I don't think we ever have delusions of grandeur about what we do for a living. I mean, I think we're useful and we're good at what we do. But at that point, we ac I actually did feel like we were well, we're certainly not first responders, but I certainly felt a little bit better about what we were doing than than on. Uh, and previous to that. It was gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. You're providing a real service to people at a time when information uh, was was necessary and key. And even social uh, interacts. Yeah. They, they know us. They've known us for, I mean, the show's 25 years old, and, and we were a, a constant and still there and, and still on. Yeah. But I thought those ad cams, I mean, they were a bridge to where we got, but uh, that was, that was, pretty rudimentary and no one really looked very good and and no teleprompter but Speak for like yourself. I said yeah <laughs> but we were uh yeah it's harder for me but we were able to uh we were able to pull it off and that that was good too that made us a little bit of, of an, a feeling of an accomplishment you know I hadn't thought back to March for a while but but Joe you're right it it it, it felt good to be doing it and to be able to do it. And, and remember, at that point, we started booking doctors and uh, hospital administrators and virologists and epidemiologists because all anybody wanted to know at that point, it was crucial to find out for the markets, but it, it was crucial for every human being on the planet at that point to find out what this thing was, how it was moving, how we might be able to attack it, what we should anticipate. And I remember getting the most feedback from viewers at that point about those segments and how they were grateful that we were able to get some of these experts in the field and in, in front of the camera or on the phone and ask the questions that they were thinking too. So it, it, it's one of those times, Joe, I, you know, over however many years, I guess I've been on the show 16 years, how, how this time and during the financial crisis where we kind of threw out the playbook and just ran with the things that we were most interested in and and right. chased it down but once we got past the, some of that too the the primary obviously the primary thing we were trying to do was, was to deal with the epidemic itself but as is we pointed out again and again it, uh, the the financial well-being of a family and and being able to to make it through this financially and, and mentally and everything else is also important and i think we provided a service because people at that time were worried not only about their health, but about, about their investments. It was very harrowing. And, and I think that we provided that service of being, of being calm about, you know, about the prospects that, that there will be another 
side of this. And, uh, you know, a market probably isn't going to, to crash forever based on, uh, on a pandemic. And, and I mean, it's, if you really did get shook out of this market, we didn't provide a, a, an, a sort of a, a, a more optimistic viewpoint of the other side of it, missing 70% on the way back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that, truly would set back the fortunes of you and your family and you know for the future so i don't know i was proud that that, that we were at least able to show uh you know that, that to stay calm for people who do in times like that in 1987 i can remember holding hands financial crisis you need to hold hands and you need to just you know do the the you know the the easiest thing to do is to panic and there's blood in the streets and you uh, that's a bad term to use with, with what's happening but uh, it's a it's a common term that you use in market downturns, and and that's usually a time you need to stay calm, and and sort of ride through it. And I think it paid off. We're at new highs. Yeah, who would have thought? And and that sort of leads me to looking forward to twenty twenty one. I I know Joe, you don't love predictions, uh, but can you take a stab at at what? <laughs> or you hate them? Can you take a stab at, at what we might see in the year to come? I told you, I, I, I already said that I try to avoid predictions if, if, if you're talking about the future because predictions about the future are much harder. Right. Um, but we, that's why we always say going forward. What does that even mean? I can tell you what happened going backwards. Anyway, uh, I, we had uh, a guy on yesterday, Jim Paulson. I, I think he's on to something. I think that when we are in the clear – and when we're reopening and when, you know, we're halfway finished with vaccinating everyone and we see the other side of this, I'd, I'd be a little bit worried at that point that, that a lot of the, a lot of what's happening is already in the market. His viewpoint was that we see a pretty good break at some point next year, go down 10 to 15%, but maybe end, end 10 to 12% higher. And I would, if we didn't have all the stimulus coming and if we didn't have uh, you know, a, a, a Biden administration, which is probably going to add on to the current stimulus. I don't know if I'd say that. I think that'll keep us propped up, but I definitely think we've, we've played this forward a couple of years. And I don't see anyone saying we're going to have a down year in 2021 in terms of the averages. But I wouldn't be totally shocked if by the end of the year we, we were closer to flat than, than up a lot. Becky, how about you? Uh, market predictions or maybe even companies and things that, that you'll be watching in the year ahead? Well, um, you know, I don't like making predictions either, but I, I will tell you, it feels like there's a lot of pent-up demand on the consumer front. Um, and obviously, not everybody's been able to weather this the same way. There are a lot of Americans who are hurting, millions of Americans who are hurting in a big way. Um, but people who still have the means, who have been sitting at home shopping, buying all kinds of crazy stuff, are really waiting to get back out there. Me too. Uh, can't wait to go out to a restaurant again. I never want to cook, you know, again. I've <laughs> cooked every meal at home since March. I never want to cook again. I want to get the family back out and travel. We used to travel a lot. We haven't gone anywhere, and the kids are bummed out about that. So I, I'm going to be with everybody else trying to book up places and go do things, and I think that's going to be great for a lot of the, the consumer areas. You think of a place like Universal Studios or Disney World, or you know, the, those places are going to be in demand. You've got you know, ski places, warm places. Everything's going to be in demand at that point. But I, I think you've got to be – 
recognize the fact that the consumer is going to be spending in a big way on that, but not necessarily businesses and the things that they used to pay for when it comes to travel and entertainment or, you know, just sending people places. And, and that's going to have an impact on things like hotels and airlines for a long time to come because the business travelers are the ones that they always make all their money on. Um, I, I think corporations will be looking to still make sure that they are really careful about where they're spending and how. Um, because by not sending anybody to travel on any of these places, they've all had much better margins. You know, that's how they made up for the revenue shortfalls that they saw or made up for the extra spending they had to do to, to deal um, to, to operate in a different way in COVID. They're going to not be hoping to get back and, and start spending that money again because those, those margins are nice to hold on to. I think they will be reluctant to send employees back out there. And I think there will be some employees who won't want to travel for business for a while, uh, kind of like after 9-11. So I think you'll have those two things kind of playing out. I, I think you'll have a lot of companies where margins are, are really pretty good because of that, because they're still going to be focusing on cost controls and things that they, they jumped and did very quickly during the pandemic. But you're going to have to think of those industries that really rely on the business spending and I don't, you know, they're going to spend on technology, they're going to spend on all the, these other places, they'll probably go back to advertising a lot. But I, I think the business travel is one area that's, that's probably going to be a, a little longer in, in coming. Yeah, we used to go places for Squawk Box. Yeah. We, we stopped yeah. cover events and conferences and all kinds of things. I think it's essential we, we still bring a sense of normalcy to that. And for example, uh, the Pebble Beach golf tournament, had, I mean, I, that, 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 that's something that... Why if there was one fun? thing on your list. That's something we definitely <laughs> need just to make sure that, that we, we uh, that things are going to come back to normal. So we need I to keep going. I thought you were going to say Davos, things. Joe. You want to go back to Davos. Very, very important to get to, to show that we can bounce back from this. <laughs> um, what about sort of personal goals um, for, for, for the year ahead? Um, what do you hope you're, Joe, what do you hope you're able to do in 2021? Um, well, I'd like to make it to the vaccine without, uh, you know, without testing the waters for, for what, uh, yeah. you know, what actually coming down with COVID is like. So, I mean, that's, that's so it, that means that entails not letting your guard down and not getting the, the fatigue. It, and it gets, you know, it gets harder and harder, as Becky said, that, I mean, I, I think I've been out a lot, maybe we've gone out a lot more and our family for different for different reasons, we get out to dinner. I'd, I'd say maybe 20 times or so. I've even eaten inside 10, 10 12 times, and, and mm -hmm. outside plenty of times. But um, and I, I've been to the store almost every day. I think since March, um, at some point, just picking up a few things. I got plenty of toilet paper, uh, and I, I, I mean, I, I still got the same initial purchase, believe it or not. So uh, next year, I'm, I'm hoping we won't have to hoard as much. Um, but I'd like to get back to more. I like my. I, I, like, like I said, I did, fortunately, I, I did fine in the past year, but my son was unable to, uh, to you know, to, to play sports at school, was unable to go in and see all of his classmates. My daughter, you know, the, the best, I always told her the best years, both my kids, the best years of your life are, are, might be in college when you, you really nothing's expected of you except good grades. Uh, you know, you don't have to earn a living. At least my kids are fortunate enough not to have to do that. Um, but... Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to things for them, um, that things get back to normal and, and that they can, um, you know, in, enjoy the experience at, at this really great time of life that they're both in. Yeah, things have felt so heavy in this last year that I think 
most of us just want for other people the the chance to enjoy to enjoy life again to to not feel that same stress I'd echo Joe's sentiments just in terms of, man, for the kids especially. I don't mind not seeing people for the most part. But for the kids, they need the socialization. And it's heartbreaking watching what every one of them is missing. Um, I miss my parents. I miss my mother-in-law. I miss my grandma. I'd I'd really like to be able to get back to normal so that, you know, uh, just get out of this. It was was a nice break. But what we thought was going to be like an extra week for spring break has turned into never ending uh, situation never ending okay to 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 wrap up uh i'm going to turn this to joe watch list in in 2021 you have every streaming service um that is available what what are you going to be watching over over your few days off at christmas and and what will you be recommending in the new year that that is one of the uh one of the other things that we got to get back to and that is uh, with, with all these outlets and with all the, the, the financing sloshing around and, and all the really talented writers and, and uh, producers, yeah. uh, they need to get back to work and create things like uh, like Ozark or, uh, you know, I've got a lot of, I mean, I watched Versailles. I might watch that again. That's one of the greatest, uh, and that's a period piece yeah. back in history. But, uh, you know, Queen's Gambit, I've seen everything. I'm that watching something. I'm all the way down to something called Undercover, which is filmed in the Netherlands, and it's got subtitles and it's also dubbed. But uh, and it, <laughs> but it's good. It, it's good, uh, and I like that. But I'm looking, I'm watching Hell on Wheels. I watch a lot, but I need more. Uh, so uh, I'm looking I'm forward to, to to great content. I'm, I'm thinking back to Davos, Joe. When you would watch anything that was on, you were Law and Order every night because that was in German. Only- in German. <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on. Let's see, watching Jerry Orbach. Becky, how about you? What are you going to be watching, reading? Any any good content on on the horizon? Oh God, I, Joe's luckier. His kids are older. My uh, my content variations are 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 not nearly as interesting. But I did watch The Croods last week. That was awesome. We just watched this Noel movie about the girl Santa Claus last night. Uh, every night's movie night here because there's nothing else to do. But, I, you know, I, I think we're going to – we watched Christmas Vacation already. We watched The Christmas Story already. Oh. We watched uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. We've watched the Elmo Christmas special or Elmo Holiday special about 7,000 times. Mm. Um I, I've even taken to allowing the younger kids, letting them watch things that are PG-13 because I'm so desperate for new content, um, which probably was a mistake because most of the time when they're PG-13, it's for language, and I don't know what the, my four-year-old's going to wind up saying after seeing some of this stuff. But there was a good one. It was a copy of like the – it was um, – what was it called? Ta- attack. <laughs> probably shouldn't have let them watch it, but it was really funny. Maybe no Versailles or Fauda for the for the four year old. That's, that's no. Kind of, no. Oh my God, no Versailles. I can tell. No, 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 no. That's, uh, <laughs> no. They had a they had a lot of fun back in uh, the eighteenth century. And don't watch the Yorkshire Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> right, Nothing says holiday <laughs> like I'll, a little tree. Yeah, farm. exactly. Like, like the Yorkshire Ripper. All right, I'm home. All right, guys. Thank you so much. All and right. thank you. enjoy your days off. Happy holidays. All right, you too. Happy holidays. All right. We'll see you. See you, Becky. Merry Christmas. Bye, guys. All see ya. Right. All right. Bye. Have fun with the kids. All right, bye. How do I turn this thing off? Leave. There it is. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, 
No one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Thanks for listening to Squawk Pod and happy holidays. Our podcast is a hybrid that we hope offers you the smartest moments and best conversations from our three-hour morning show with a little extra. And that is thanks to the Squawk Box TV anchors, Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin, as well as everybody behind the sounds. The Squawk Box control room team who kept the show going during a really difficult time, and the producers and bookers who have juggled this year huge news stories with remote schooling, working from their childhood bedrooms, keeping the people they love safe. Squawk Pod is produced by me, Katie Kramer, Cameron Costa, and Caroline O'Brien, and edited by John Lazration. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Get Squawk Pod every day, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, on this Christmas Eve, we send you tidings of comfort and joy. And we'll meet you back here on Monday. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.